After the holidays, a little cash goes a long way. The Chime checking account has tons of benefits to help, like fee-free overdraft up to $200 for eligible members, no monthly fees, and thousands of fee-free ATMs. You can even get paid up to two days early with direct deposit. Sign up for Chime today at chime.com goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA members of FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply. Access to direct deposits up to two days early depends on the timing of the submission of the payment file from Bayer. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. Welcome, everyone, to Ryan's Scouting Notebook here on the First Team NFL Draft and College Football Podcast. Before we get going here, I'll just give you a few more mainstays and names to know for the 2024 NFL Draft and beyond. Please hit that like button, subscribe to the podcast, notification bells. If you go on Hex City on YouTube, you can find our channel. Make sure you subscribe over there as well. And as always, five-star reviews on any and all of your favorite podcast platforms are very much appreciated. Each and every week, I wanted to add this extra segment of Ryan's Scouting Notebook to just give you guys a little bit of some extra prospects to keep an eye out for. I, I'm I am more in the I'm more in the area of I want the people that listen to this podcast to be as educated as possible about the entirety of an NFL draft class. So we'll talk obviously about the mainstream guys, the players you're going to hear in round one, top fifty, top hundred, so on and so forth. But I really want you all to understand some of the players that you're going to hear day two, day three, priority free agents, guys that are going to make up the bulk of a football team. That's really what I'm searching for in this, uh, in my coverage of the NFL draft space. So I want to give us a little bit of insight into some players that have really kind of caught my attention recently. A player that I think is end up going to end up being a big riser. I'm not sure if it'll be in the 2024 NFL draft or the 2025, because this is a young man that is a third year player. So he has an opportunity to return to school if he so chooses. But Kobe Bryant, spelled C-O-B-E-E Bryant, who plays for Kansas at cornerback number two, listed six foot, 170 pounds, who's so a little bit slight right now. But this young man. Gives me a whole lot of vibes similarly to how I felt about Devin Witherspoon this past cycle early on. I, you know, I, I'm not going to toot my own horn too much on this podcast, but I was very early on Devin Witherspoon. It was after his second to last season at Illinois before spring grades had come out. I had watched some Illinois film and he was a kid that flashed to me a ton. I had put a top hundred grade, I think, on him at that point going into his final year. And then obviously he far outplayed even what I had on him early on in that process and what I had recommended to him for agencies. So ended up being a big riser in the class, obviously, great cornerback out of Illinois. Kobe Bryant from Kansas gives me a lot of similar vibes in the sense that this isn't the biggest corner of all time. Six foot, 170 pounds. I'm sure he'll be about 180 pounds when t- draft day finally comes around. But he's probably in the 5'11 range. I think length is good. It's sufficient. I don't think it's outrageous, obviously, though. But this kid, despite his size being a little bit under, uh, under average at this point in the NFL, a little bit below average, incredibly physical. Like uh, f- Some of the first plays that popped to me 
was there was one play, and I'm trying to find what game it was, but he had played. Actually, I'm going to find it as we're talking because that stuff actually drives me crazy when I'm talking about a play, and I can't 100% remember what game it came from. So Kobe Bryant, corner from Kansas. Let's see. I think it was. Yeah, it was a BYU game. It was a BYU game because he also had an interception in that game. So there was this play against BYU where BYU ran just like an outside zone sweep type look out of out of the uh, to the running back and Kobe Bryant playing outside in came up and absolutely destroyed the running back forced the fumble picked it up and took it back for six there was also a play in that game where he against the screen actually it was a screen not in that same football game it was a screen against Texas and it was against AD Mitchell where they had um where they just kind of threw a, a quick like a now screen to to AD Mitchell the ball was a little bit off 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 base, it was a little bit not in the best ball ball positioning of all time. So Ad Mitchell had to kind of st- you know stay back and, and gather it, and he couldn't really get his momentum moving forward. But Kobe Bryant made this play where he absolutely blew up Ad Mitchell on a screen. This kid, I don't think that his traits are going to be outrageous, right? Like I think he's going to be a good mover, you know, high four four type of kid. I think change of direction is going to be good. Everything's just going to be good, solid to good. But you cannot, I think, put a number on just how physical and the demeanor that this young man plays with. I think Kobe Bryant is at some point, whether it's 2024 NFL draft or 2025 NFL draft, I think this kid's a top 100 pick, absolutely. And I wouldn't be shocked if he's a top 75 to top 50 pick when all is said and done. He plays a brand of football that is close and near and dear to my heart. I really like the football player. So get eyes on Kobe Bryant, defensive back out of Kansas if you haven't already. He's a very interesting football player. And it gives, again, not saying he's going to be the next Devin Witherspoon as far as the rise, but there are a lot of similarities stylistically that I see to Devin Witherspoon to how he plays the game. A running back that has burst on the scene, especially after his his outing against uh, against Florida a couple weeks ago, Kentucky running back Ray Davis, Raymond Davis, who was originally a New Jersey guy, played, the, played at Blair Academy here in New Jersey, which is the same, same – um, same high school as Odafe Owe, um, who came out a couple years ago, obviously. Ray Davis, originally a Temple running back, was a was a really good player at Temple. Knee injury, ended up down in Vanderbilt, was a really just sound, good football player for Vanderbilt over the last couple years, ran for 1,000 yards last year. I think he made an all-SEC team. Now he's transferred to Kentucky, and when you watch the Vanderbilt film of Ray Davis, I felt like he just was kind of a grinding grinder type of running back, a guy that was just dependable, short yardage, could keep the chains moving, kind of attriculate the ball down the field per se. But I didn't see explosiveness like I saw when he was at Temple. When he was at Temple, he created some big plays. Kansas, don't know if it's just a couple years away from, out from the injury now and just getting more comfortable or if it's a better offensive line and a little bit more increased space. But Ray Davis looks like he has his gear back, man. Only going to be about five foot eight. Only going to be about 215, 210 pounds, somewhere in that ballpark. So he's a little bit of a fire hydrant build. But my guy has some juice this year for Kentucky. I don't think that his long speed is going to be like, this isn't like a 4-3 long speed guy. But I think that his acceleration and his ability to get up to top speed quickly is really phenomenal. It's really, really good. So Ray Davis Kind of a forgotten player in this 2024 NFL draft class, especially since he's a little bit of an older prospect at the running back position, which is never a great thing. Looks like he has this explosiveness back, man, which is great to see. So number one, 
Kentucky Wildcats running back Ray Davis for people that haven't seen him over the last couple weeks. I want to highlight a couple FCS guys to end this show. Going to keep this one a little bit more brief than typically. Central Arkansas, a very talented football team. One that if you've heard me talk in the past, I've talked about another Central Arkansas player. That's David Walker, who's one of my favorite defensive prospects on the FCS level, potentially in the 2024 NFL draft, if not the 2025. But they also have two running backs that I think are just worth keeping a close eye on. And not saying day two type of runners, not, not even saying potentially even high day three type of runners. But guys that I think are rosterable players on the next level for different reasons. One guy is Shinderick Powell, who was actually a transfer from, I believe, North Alabama. He had a tremendous career at North Alabama. Uh, actually, I think he was one of the, he, I remember he was one of the leading rushers on the D2 level the year before, but he transferred up, obviously, to Central Arkansas. He's originally from the state of Arkansas. Yeah, North Alabama is correct. Shanderick Powell, though, 5'9", 180 pounds, not the biggest running back of all time. So far this season, Shanderick Powell has run for 783 yards and five touchdowns and only 87 carries for Central Arkansas. That is nine yards a pop, so pretty good average. I saw him against Oklahoma State, and it kind of really opened my eyes because you see the size immediately, and you, you don't get overly excited about that, that just size profile, the running back position. But my guy has tremendous vision and he really understands how to evaluate space and manipulate space. And in the modern game of NFL where everything is spread out and open, that could be very valuable on the next level potentially. So just keep an eye out for him. He's only a junior. Actually, both these runners are uh, actually Central Arkansas, funny enough, has three running backs that are all very good for the level anyway. They're all juniors. Darius Hale is a guy that I'm not going to be talking about as much today, but Shinderick Powell is also a junior in this class. And the last guy I want to talk about is a little bit more of the what you would typically think of as a running back on the NFL level anyway. Kylan James, who is a junior, usually originally out of Dumas, Arkansas, six foot, 220 pounds, so has that traditional build. He is having a really strong season so far. He's only run the ball 23 times so far this season but has a 235 yards and four touchdowns. So he's averaging 10 yards a pop. That comes after a, a sophomore year in 2022 where he averaged 6.8 and he averaged 7.4 yards per carry as a freshman. So he's been very productive. But in the receiving game is what really sets him apart for me. 23 receptions, 234 yards, three touchdowns in the past game, over 10 yards per reception. He had 40 catches for over five for 581 yards and three touchdowns as a sophomore. For a guy that is 6 foot, 220 pounds, Really easy receiver in the passing game. He can run the screen game. He can run wheels and, and angle routes out of the backfield. This is a really impressive football player. I don't think that his straight line speed is anything special, but he's a really smart and he's got really good smoothness as a straight line runner. Can really understand how to find space going north to south. I like Kylan James. Only a junior. Might be a 2025 NFL draft kid but a guy to certainly keep an eye out for. That's going to do it for Ryan's scouting notebook for this week on the first team college football and NFL draft podcast. Make sure you hit that like button, subscribe to the podcast. We'll talk to you all guys. We'll talk to you guys again very soon here on the show. Thank you for listening to believe you can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.
You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.